All right, y'all, we're back today with a whopper of a podcast. Wade T. Lightheart returns to the podcast for his second time alongside co-founder Matt Gallant. These are the co-founders of Bioptimizers. And one of the reasons I love these dudes, I got to meet Wade at Paul Check's 60th birthday a couple years ago, is due to the fact that they live this shit. They are not just dabbling uh, in a company that makes good products. And trust me when I say these guys make the very best products uh, research back. They are doing well enough that they can conduct their own research in science, which is really cool. And that's what helps them fine tune to create the very best products. But outside of that, these guys have been the walking, living embodiment of health for, for some time. And they continue to do crazy shit. <laughs> Wade is now uh, 51, I believe, and at 50, he re-entered the natural bodybuilding, a uh, natural IB, IFBB, am I saying that right? He entered a natural bodybuilding contest and won the damn thing. Then uh, I think he did an Ironman, and then he competed, he did, ran his first marathon, like within the next six months. Crazy shit. Um, and, and I mean, I would be impressed if I could do that for myself right now at 41, he's got 10 years on me and just completed all this shit in a, in a one year span. It is absolutely incredible and mind blowing to see what these guys are up to and, and how they can push themselves. In addition to that, Wade is a, as a plant-based athlete, which, which for me is, is hard to believe. But when you understand, you hang out with Wade, you can, you can see there is a genuine wealth of knowledge. The reason I had these guys on the podcast uh, was to talk about their new book, The Ultimate Nutrition Bible, Easily Create the Perfect Diet That Fits Your Lifestyle, Goals, and Genetics. This is brilliant. What they've done here is they've taken a deep dive into every diet, from carnivore to raw vegan. They show when and where it works, what it's used for, and they show the pitfalls behind every single diet. Why is it unsustainable? Why does it not last? And then they bridge the gap for you and show you how you get the best of all worlds. If you like uh, ketogenic diet, but you also want to build muscle. Cyclical keto has been done in bodybuilding for uh, many, many years, decades now. Five days low carb, two days high carb. And they show you how to dive into every single one of these. They also show you how to minimize uh, the crap that your body will not digest well and how to assist yourself in digesting some of these things that uh, need a little help. So uh, just a phenomenal, phenomenal book. It really is, is I mean, it is a, it's biblical in the sense that it's like a, a fucking textbook. Um, looking through, you know, just looking through it, I think it's hands down the most comprehensive thing I've ever seen on diet. They dive into blood glucose. They dive into glycemic index and all the stuff that we've seen before. But um, beyond that, they dive into nutrigenomics. Like how do your genetics affect your nutrition and all sorts of amazing things, supplements, you name it, everything goes into this. And it's a one-stop shop for really getting to the point where you're going to figure out exactly what's right for you. And, and truly what's beautiful about this and what's beautiful about the way they present this information is that you're running an N equals one experiment. You're the, you're the test, you're the guinea pig, right? And you're going to find out if you, if you, anybody that I know that knows health and wellness and walks the fucking walk and looks the way that they should look if they're optimized and they're the best version of themselves. And you all know it when you see somebody who's dialed in, you're like, that guy's got it. That girl's got it. Something about that person radiates energy. There's a magnetism to them and they're clearly proof of health. Everything about them is healthy. They're not just lean, but they're lacking in other departments. They have it all figured out for, for lack of a better term. 
they actually don't have it all figured out. What they have is an ongoing process of figuring out what works and listening to themselves, listening to their body and seeing what their body needs. And in that active listening, they continue to fine tune and redefine what they need at any given point based on goals. This is what the Ultimate Nutrition Bible is all about. Matt and Wade couldn't come from further backgrounds uh, from a diet standpoint. Uh, Matt does primarily well animal-based and high fat. He's been working with ketogenic diets on and off for some time. As you know, many of you know, when I retired from the UFC in 2014, I spent about two years pretty strict keto, uh, played around with carnivore diets. I myself, thanks to Paul Check's tutelage, understand that I'm a polar type and I do very well eating high animal products and eating very little veggies. That doesn't mean I cross them out. I love getting raw dairy. I love getting fruit and I love getting berries. And I still love yams. I still love other things on occasion. Certainly as we approach the holidays, I'm going to be eating a gang of yams and that's okay because I'm, I'm at my goal weight. I feel good and I know how to curb the carb impact when I'm lifting weights and doing different things. So all of this is available in here. I had a great time podcasting with these guys. Um, I really love what they've done. You know, like I, it's funny because I'll think of something. Maybe I'm gathering it from the ether, like right as they began writing this. I'm like, you know what? Somebody needs to put together a book that really dives deep into all the different variety of diets and then kind of connects the dots on who they're right for. Because the truth is, you look at uh, Darren Olean, who's a buddy of mine, the superfood hunter, jacked, did uh, uh, 10 pull-ups with a 100-pound weight vest on on his 40th birthday. It looks like he's, he looks like a total Adonis, you know, beautiful blonde hair, Southern California guy, surfer, hangs with Laird Hamilton and the boys. And there's no one on the planet that's going to tell me that diet doesn't work for him. It fucking completely does. Now, where people get mistaken is they say, Darren looks this way. He's a vegan. Why can't I look that way from that diet? And they run it for two years and their testosterone tanks and a whole host of other issues. And then you're like, well, I don't, I don't get it. And the truth is, we're all completely different from one another. Even if I had four siblings and I was the oldest of five from the same parents, every one of us would process carbohydrates differently. Every one of us would process saturated fats differently. It's just, it's just the, the, the nature of the beast. And the only way we get to that, there's many ways we can get to that through genetic testing and different things like that. I dive into some of the ways that I found that out for myself. But again, it's this N equals one approach. How do I figure this stuff out? How do I try this out? Uh, CGMs, working with companies like NutriSense or Levels, all these things can give us a ton of data on how we respond at this stage because it does change. You know, I filled out in How to Eat, Move Me Healthy, which is, in my opinion, the Bible on health and wellness from Paul Check, as many of you know. My wife and I filled out those questionnaires 12 different times and they changed over time. They changed as our body changed, they changed as we changed our diet. And what we needed changed because of that. So, uh, no, it's active, it's flexible. And what you need is, is it is going to change based on what you're doing. And Wade's perfect living proof of that. He did not eat the same way for the marathon as he did for the bodybuilding competition. It's just a different game. And all this is in there. So love these guys. I had a blast having them on. Um, it was a real treat to sit in front of people that know more than me about this shit. And that's not me being egoic. I mean, I, I honestly, it's the honest truth. When I have somebody on that knows diet and shit like that, it's like, cool. Let's talk about something else. When I have these guys on, I'm like, tell me about this. You know, like I can clearly tell who the experts are in the room. And, um, and, it's, and it's a beautiful thing to be in the presence of these guys. So thank you, Matt. Thank you, Wade. Uh, we'll do it again at some point. There are many ways you can support this podcast. First and foremost, share it with somebody. And I think, you know, there's many podcasts that I have where it's ranging from deep state talk or fucking what's happening to our food systems. 
they're not for everybody. It's really not. A lot of, a lot of people want to uh, poke their head into the darkness. That's fine. This is one of those podcasts that literally is for everyone because I have not met a lot of people on the streets that have uh, their shit 100% dialed in. It's one of the reasons I, I make money as a coach because people don't have it dialed in. And I think this book is going to help a lot of people to get dialed in. So share it far and wide with your friends. Uh, everyone who, if they listen to podcasts, will love this one. There's something in it for everybody. Check out their book. We'll link to it in the show notes. It is a must-own. And you don't have to read the entire textbook. As they say, you know, you can kind of pick and choose where you want to go on your path and circle back to other things later. Totally fine. Support our sponsors. These guys make this show fiscally possible. And by purchasing their products, which are phenomenal, you help this show stay viable. Also, leave us a five-star rating with one or two ways the show has helped you out in life. And uh, we will select if you leave your Twitter, Instagram, or I guess X, Instagram, or Facebook handle. My team will get out to you the very best uh, review at the end of each month. Uh, they'll get out to you guys. Uh, my favorite product from Organifi. They're doing that all year long. So thank you to Organifi. Thank you to my sponsors of the show. These guys are incredible. Uh, today, we're brought to you by Hostage Tape. This is an amazing product. Mouth breathing is often linked to allergies, colds, and chronic nasal congestion. Breathing through your nose filters out dust, allergens, germs, and environmental debris. Your nose is the ultimate air cleaner. It is designed to remove particles and allergens before they get into your body. Mouth breathing bypasses the majority of your body's natural air filtering treatment, no matter if you're sleeping, running late into work, or working out. So this helps with everything. It helps with allergies. It helps with sleep. You're going to immediately find deeper, more restful sleep when you begin solely nose breathing at night. As you effectively and efficiently breathe through your nose, your heart rate decreases and your body releases less adrenaline. Sleep studies have shown keeping your mouth shut while sleeping can help reduce or eliminate snoring. This is true for myself. No question. No question at all. Your body will improve your oxygenation level in your blood, reducing the brain fog you may feel the next morning. I know a lot of guys in the weightlifting game that are on uh, sleeping devices. What are the like APAP, whatever the fuck those things are. You know, you put on too, even too much muscle can cause you to need or have sleep apnea. And that's a real problem because oxygen, we can see the benefit of this. You know, you look at all of Dominic D'Agostino's research on hyperbaric oxygen therapy and, and a lot of other people that are showing like what super oxygenating the body does for the body. The flip side of that is under-oxygenating is going to lead to less repair. When we sleep, we're, we're growing, we're repairing the tissue, we're cleaning the brain out, we're doing a whole host of things, we're, we're filing different things we did, activities we did that day, uh, whether they're worth a shit or not, should we hold on to this? Is it important to, right? And better oxygenation is going to help with all those things. Better fitness. When you breathe through your nose, your body extracts more oxygen maintains a steady breathing pattern, leveled heart rate, and pushes more nitric oxide to your muscles. It helps maintain posture. Better form and movement means less injuries and better sessions. So you're really doing less for more reps, less breaths that provide more oxygen to your muscles. Now, you're going to get better fitness from better sleep. There's no two ways about this. But what they're pointing to here is that you can do nasal-only workouts. And it's pretty hard to stick to that if you're just keeping your mouth shut or if you're holding a little bit of water. Uh, like some of the, the special forces guys do. If you tape that thing shut with hostage tape, it's going to stay shut. And now I have a rate limiting factor that I have to meter myself to. This is really good if you want to do long, slow zone two exercise. It's actually one of the best ways to stay in zone two is to rate limit factor it, right? And so when we look at that, guys like Dr. Andy Galpin, Brian McKenzie, they've been talking about this for years. This is a lot of the work that Gary or that uh, Laird Hamilton 
and uh, Gabby Reese are doing, you know, with their underwater training is, is building up CO2 levels. And we can do that when we train with nasal breathing only. So there's a number of ways you can use hostage tape, use it for better sleep. 100% use it during workouts, long, slow workouts, or even when you're lifting weights and you're just going to get better posture, better oxygenation. And trust me, when I say this, it will change your aerobic capacity very, very rapidly. If you're doing this two, three days a week, still hit your hit workouts with your mouth wide open, do all that shit. If I'm in, if, I, if I'm doing Tabatas on heavy bags and stuff like that, I want to be able to take deep breaths. That's fine. But when I want to go long and slow, like a 10 K row or a 10 mile, you know, 10, 10 mile per hour jog, not 10 mile per hour, 10 minute mile pace jog. There we go. 10 minute mile pace jog. It's going to be much better for me if I can force myself to breathe through my nose. And that may require me going to 12 minute mile pace, if I'm being perfectly honest, but that's got its own benefit to it. Check all this out. Hostage tape is, these guys are, are, are doing something that's incredibly beneficial. Um, you'll feel the difference when you put it on. Go to hostagetape.com slash KKP to claim your free offer. Again, you have to use the link H-O-S-T-A-G-E-T-A-P-E.com slash KKP to claim your free offer. We're also brought to you today by the homies at neurohacker.com slash KKP. Resist aging at a cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash KKP for up to $100 off and use the code KKP at checkout for an additional 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's podcast. Have you heard about Senolytics yet? It is a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago that are being called the biggest discovery of our time for promoting healthy aging and enhancing your physical prime. Your life goals and your career and beyond require productivity. Let's be honest. The aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells cause system, symptoms of aging, such as aches and pains, slow workout recoveries, sluggish mental and physical energy associated with that middle age feeling. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they're taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off of a plant, Qualia Senolytic removes these worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. This is all super important, and this formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free. All the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And there's a 100-day money-back guarantee. Now, trust me when I say this, from anything you get from Neurohacker Collective, it works, point blank. When I was at PaleoFX as a speaker, these guys had a booth. I first tried their, their uh, Qualia, which was their nootropic, and it was the fucking kitchen sink. It was the very best of anything that affected the brain, and not just stuff that would help your brain with better performance in the now, but stuff that actually healed the brain, that would have a long-term play and effect for the brain's health. These guys are dialed in. I've had their founder, James Schmachtenberger, on this podcast twice. Uh, I will for sure have him back on. He's a wealth of knowledge. His brother, Daniel, of course, a wealth of knowledge. Um, trust me when I say these guys are the best of the best. Resist aging at a cellular level. Try Qualia Senolytic. Go to neurohacker.com slash KKP for up to $100 off and use code KKP at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash KKP for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring this podcast. We're also brought to you today by my homies at paleovalley.com. Paleo Valley is incredible. They've been one of my longest running sponsors. Discount code is a little different for this one. Just Kyle, K-Y-L-E for 15% off everything in the store. 
Their beef sticks are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Many on the market claim grass-fed, but they're actually finished on grains. They source their beef from small domestic farms right here in the U.S., and they are looking for regenerative farms. When I talk about this stuff, these guys understand land regeneration as good as anyone and they are really sourcing the very best from small and local farms. They use real organic spices to flavor their beef sticks versus conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or natural flavors, often made from GMO corn. They ferment their sticks, which creates naturally occurring probiotics, which are great for gut health. This is a huge deal. If you're eating dehydrated food, it can be problematic. If I eat dehydrated fruit, I get gut issues. I get gassy and bloated, and it just doesn't sit well. Same thing if I'm eating standard beef jerky, but these beef sticks are flavored incredibly well. And because of the naturally occurring probiotics from the fermentation process, they go in and they come out just as easily. There's no issues there. There's no backlog. There's no gas. And it's a big deal because I can give it to my kids. They taste amazing and they're a great protein rich snack to grab on the go. Anytime I travel, I have a bag in my, my travel bag. I always have a fresh stack in that travel bag. When I get home, from travel, I replace that bag, however many I've eaten, if I haven't finished the whole damn thing, with a brand new fresh bag. In the apocalypse pantry, just in case shit hits the fan, I have boxes of this stuff because it's an amazing protein-rich snack. And it should hit shit hit the fan, meat's going to be hard to come by. Protein's going to be hard to come by. Good fat is going to be hard to come by. And this is one of the things that I like to have on supply. Not that that's going to happen. I think we're all good gravy. I don't think, you know, I think uh, shit will get weirder and weirder due to Agenda 2030. But at the same time, you know, it's, it's not a bad idea to have extra. And it's something we're going to use no matter what. My kids love it. My wife loves it. I love it. And uh, my favorite is the jalapeno beef stick. I think that's still number one. It tastes absolutely phenomenal. It's not too spicy. It doesn't hurt coming out. And then they created the maple bacon sticks. And these things are fucking on another level. So I, I, I oscillate and rotate between the two. I think they're incredible. They do stack well together. 100% grass-fed beef has higher levels of omega-3 fatty acids, vitamins, minerals, glutathione, which is the master antioxidant produced in the liver, higher levels of conjugated linoleic acid, CLA, which is known as the fat that burns fat, bioavailable protein. These are keto-friendly. And uh, these guys refuse to cut corners, prioritize health over profit. And they're one of my favorite companies. Check it out paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and use discount code Kyle for 15% off. Last but not least, we're brought to you by the homies at Buy Optimizers, who always win the longest URL award, but don't worry, we link to it in the show notes, sleepbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo and order now. You're also going to get 10% discount by using the promo code kingsboo in all caps. That's K-I-N-G-S-B-U. And I love shopping at Bioptimizers because these guys have the very best in all sorts of products, not just sleep, but digestion from their HCL, their Capex, Masszymes, they have uh, Vegizymes. If you're vegan, and trust me when I say that's a very important thing to take because your body needs assistance in breaking down that much plant material, but what do I know? The hardest thing for me to do is to shut my mind off at night when I want to sleep. And it's funny because I wake up tired, already thinking of when I'll go back to bed again. But on the next but on the exact moment I lay my head on the pillow, it feels like a machine of crazy what-if thoughts is turned on. Does this happen to you too? Let me tell you my new secret to deal with this. You may have heard of Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers and how it's great for sleep and promoting calmness and relaxation. What I found out is that the brains behind Magnesium Breakthrough have taken it to the next level with a product specifically designed for sleep. It's called Sleep Breakthrough, and it's been a total game changer for me. Sleep Breakthrough is a delicious pre-bed drink that combines the power of magnesium with other natural ingredients like valerian root to help us fall asleep faster, stay asleep longer, and wake up feeling refreshed. 
Since I started taking Sleep Breakthrough, I've been waking up feeling well-rested, energized, and ready to tackle my day ahead. I highly recommend giving Sleep Breakthrough a try. Trust me. Visit sleepbreakthrough.com slash kingsboo and order now. Oh, and in addition to the 10% discount you get by using the promo code KINGSBOO, there are always amazing gifts with purchase. That's why I love shopping at Bioptimizers. Go now to sleepbreakthrough.com slash KINGSBOO to get your sleep breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. Without further ado, my brothers from Bioptimizers, authors of the Ultimate Nutrition Bible, Matt and Wade, thank you for coming here. All right, there's we're, we're clapped in. Tell me about this voice coach because this is cool shit. It's something I've I've Tosh sent me. Uh, my wife sent me an Instagram thing of this guy who was on like Gaia TV, and he had a British accent, which was cool. But one of the most like wide ranging, you know, like he spoke from deep within himself, and he talked about how we've been, you know, really taught to speak in this up, 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 you know, like and just lose the full range. And that, that's a, an inherent piece of our expression when you understand through plant medicines or any of the cymatics, any of these other sound studies, you know, the, the, how vibration impacts us. You can understand like just a, what an impact it is to have the full range of one's voice as an energetic signature and a way to communicate beyond the words themselves. So I'm, I'm fascinated with this. And we were just starting. I was like, well, we got to get this on the podcast. You know, I want you guys to tell me about this. Yeah. Well, um, there's a guy by the name of Roger Love and he's you know, a famous vocal coach. He was kind of a prodigy as a kid. And then he ended up uh, providing insight for speakers. He saved Tony Robbins' voice and he became kind of the de facto guy for people to find the full range of their voice. And he actually can associate psychological states, relationship issues, just by listening to your voice. And it's literally, and you walk in, you talk to him for two minutes and he completely decodes your life based on your voice and then shows you exactly how to correct it. So He's uh, like, you haven't been late in two weeks. You must have a three-year-old that's keeping you and your wife up at night. I wouldn't be surprised if he could actually do that. You know, so. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, frequencies, especially audio frequencies, you, you can't stop them. They're always impacting us, whether it's music or someone's voice. So if somebody can speak with a more powerful voice, a more pleasant tone, people like that. That's cool. I'll have to get his information uh, from you guys after. Matt, it's your first time on the podcast. I've obviously had Wade back in the day. First time we get to have a one face-to-face. I should have just brought my gear with me to Paul's birthday, his 60th birthday, assuming I'd either be all the coolest fucking people on planet Earth there, yeah. which there was, right? Yeah, that was awesome. That was awesome. So it was great to, to have met you and also got to take you guys on a nice little tour. We spoke a little bit. You know, People listening to the show know there's generally a background on who I'm speaking with, and I'd love to know a little bit more about you, Matt, how you came in, and then a recap, because it's been a couple of years, I think, since we podcasted originally, Wade. So yeah. Matt, lead us off, and then Wade, jump in. Yeah, man. First of all, we're doing a bunch of podcasts this week. This is the one I'm the most excited about, because I'm really excited to meet you. You, you live up to the hype. So yeah, I've been a personal trainer since I was 19. I have my degree in kinesiology, science of physical activity. Built a couple of personal training companies, met Wade. Uh, early on in that journey, we became friends. And then in 2004, we launched our first product, which was called Freaky Big Naturally. Wade was a successful natural bodybuilder on a plant-based diet. This is almost 20 years ago. So no one was doing that. And I was already building companies online. I told Wade, I think this is really marketable. So let's try it. And it was, it was quite successful. In 2005, we built our first supplement, which was Masszymes, which is the best protein digesting 
enzyme on the market. I know because we've tested it in our lab. I see you're drinking some protein. I mean, people talk about protein all the time, but really what you want is amino acids. So we've done the, the experiments and masszymes will break protein down into a pool of amino acids in about 30 minutes. There's, there's no other enzyme we've tested that's even close. And then from there, we rebranded to Bioptimizers in 2014. And it's just been a rocket ride. We've hit uh, Inc. 5000 the last two years in a row. And we're super excited because for the last three years, we've been working on a book called The Ultimate Nutrition Bible. The goal was to create the most comprehensive, unbiased book on nutrition ever. And I think we've accomplished that. That's awesome. That's something I really appreciate about you guys is that Wade has the plant-based diet. And obviously looking at it, you're fucking stacked still to this day. I don't know how old you are. How old are you? 51. 51. And you're stacked, right? It's like when you when you see Paul Check, you know, who's now 62 and, and he's deadlifting more than I am. You're like, he's done something right and he's walking the walk. You know, that, that the world needs more people who actually walk the walk because we've got plenty of sick people telling us what to do and we shouldn't be listening to them. But you have more of the keto, you've done carnivore, some different yeah. meat-based diets. And that's kind of where I've fallen. If I look to, you know, William Walt, Dr. William Walcott, Weston A. Price, a lot of the things that Paul teaches and how to eat, move, and be healthy, I do better from a polar standpoint with higher fat, higher meat, higher protein than I do with mostly plant-based. But it's all individual. You know, anybody who's touting, you know, just eat meat or just eat plants probably hasn't figured out that everyone's different and, and it works. <laughs> we're all individuals that have different preferences and different needs, especially based, you know, where we're at in life. And no, no one is more true of that than the wonderful woman who has, you know, a cycle every 28 days roughly and has to go through motherhood and menopause and all these different things. Their body changes rapidly depending on which state they're in and their diet will change with that. That's, that's, that's I wanted to dive into that with you. I, I assumed you guys would do that, you know, in, in yeah. an all encompassing book, but that's really cool. And I want to give you guys a tip of the hat for it. Thanks. Yeah. I came home one day and my uncle told me I was fat. I was pissed off and then found the Atkins diet. So I was like, I think 15 years old. So I did, I did my first ketogenic diet when I was like 15, lost 43 pounds in six months. And from there I discovered the anabolic diet by Mauro Di Pasquale, which was a cyclical carb strategy. So you do keto for five days, eat carbs for two. And I went from 147 to 235 in three years, again, no drugs. So yeah, I mean, ketogenic diets always resonated with me. I, I find it easier to, to do what I need to do, but it is a lot of nuances, including nutrigenomics. So for an example, I don't have good genetics for saturated fats. My lipid profile hasn't been great. And then I discovered that relatively recently. So now I'm adjusting my ketogenic diet, decreasing saturated fats a little bit, increasing monosaturated fats, like from olive oil or uh, macadamia nuts. So, you know, there, no matter what diet you're on, there's a lot of things people can do to make it even better. Yeah, nutrigenomics is is the nutrition based on genetics. Is that yeah, correct? Yeah, it's it's the I science. Heard, I haven't heard it called that before, but yeah, that's something I figured out. I did a twenty three and Me, outsourced the raw raw data to foundmyfitness.com, Rhonda Patrick's site, which really breaks it down. Mm. Same thing. Also said for my wife and I and Aubrey Marcus, we can't take ALA from plants, flaxseed, chia seed, and turn that into DHA and EPA, which we need. You know, mm. critical critical omega threes for the brain can't take uh, vitamin A from sweet potatoes, carrots, and much as I love them and convert that into retinol. If you, you know, the, the end product that I'd find in egg yolks, beef liver, things like that. And that's just our own little on-off switches, you know, like what's possible there. But uh, same thing, you know, that I don't do great with um, a lot of saturated fats. I have found that 
plant-based saturated fats like coconut oil and MCCs don't seem to impact as much as, you know, the animal-based saturated fats for me personally. But yeah, that's interesting that we, we share that in common. And Wade and I argued for a long time. I mean, we're both recovered nutritional zealots. Wade was a plant-based zealot. I was a ketogenic zealot. I thought it was the best diet ever. Everybody should be on it. Then I remember I had a couple of clients, including one guy, I remember he, he turned gray. I'm not exaggerating. Like his skin tone change. And I had some other clients. Looked like a white walker? (laughs) Looked like it. (laughs) And I had some other clients that just had digestive issues with fats. And, you know, it took us a long time and a lot of arguments to to get to where we are now. Yeah. And, you know, I grew up in the bodybuilding world originally. And it was like high protein, high carbohydrate, low fat. And then, you know, I had a kind of a spiritual renaissance and wanted to experiment with a plant-based diet. Tried a two-week test, which extended to a two months. And then I just stopped. So like, it was not like some, you know, passion or, you know, idea that I had. It just was an experiment that worked for me. And then I've continually optimized. I went completely raw food for two years and uh, felt awesome. However, the sociological challenges with that, and basically you're just the weird guy at every party. It's like a breathitarian or somebody that just, yeah. you, know, like the, you sun gazer, you know, like yeah. you could live, but, but that's the, it might be a problem, you know, for <laughs> socially. Would yeah. be an issue. So, so I broke away from that just because, you know, I'm a very social guy and I wanted to be, you know, food is really connected with the social and emotional needs. And I felt that the exclusiveness of that diet, although I'd kind of optimized for it, was too restrictive and I wanted to expand my options. And I think if you look at the kind of arc of dietary expertise relative to yourself, you kind of go through, I don't know what I'm doing phase. I've got a problem or a goal or objective phase. And then it's kind of like, okay, you find an expert, a tribe, a cult, a zealot, you follow that to a, you know, and get some benefits. And then you come up with these conflicts within that dietary philosophy that's not working for you. And that's where so many people get stuck because our amygdala, our tribal mentality is like, well, if I'm not part of the paleo tribe, who am I? Or if I'm not part of the keto tribe, who am I? And what we're trying to do is to recognize that that bias may be positive for a period of time, but ultimately it will hold you from having your best self. And so we're essentially teaching the freedom diet or, or the dogma-free diet. So it's a dogma diet. And I think almost everybody that gets to a sophisticated, a sophisticated level of understanding their own physiology, whether that's through intuitive or awareness or trial and error or through technology, eventually comes to that place. And so most of the dietary experts who have kind of their cult-like following outside of the conference or outside of the speaking engagements where you're backstage in the green room talking, you'll find that there's many nuances that they don't share with the public or because people get confused or maybe, you know, what they do on when they're not fully engaged in their diet. Like they, like, some people will say, well, yeah, you know, I have ice cream sometimes, or I, you know. <laughs> Paul Chuck loves popcorn and chocolate. Yeah. Fucks his body up, but he loves it. Yeah. And and I'm the same way that, like, you give me a bag of chips, man. And I, I you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just an animal on that thing. So one of the things is to not create evil foods as well. We talk about all of these nuances to help people transcend that patterns of dietary association or cult-like dynamics that can really trip you up in the long term. Yeah, I think there's too much fear-mongering happening with food. 
you know, oats is bad, kale is bad. I mean, just a laundry list. I mean, if somebody's on Instagram and the algorithm figures out they like nutrition yeah. and they watch videos for a week, I mean, they're going to be scared of Eating half anything. the food in a grocery store. So <laughs> even with foods that are quote unquote bad for you, there's always strategies to mitigate that. For an example, you know, we have a product called Gluten Guardian. I mean, it's amazing at breaking down gluten. I wouldn't recommend a celiac goes and eats gluten. And well, I have a gluten intolerance, and I'll say that that is the thing. Like Bear knows on his birthday, we're going to eat pizza. Yeah, right. And he's like, "Dad, get the gluten guardian." I swear to God, <laughs> it's not a fucking ad. Like That's he, hilarious. I swear to God, every day for the last two years, on his birthday, he knows we're ordering. We get a, a deep dish mailed out from Chicago from Lou Malnati's. And I'll cook it in the oven. He's like, Dad, get the gluten guardian. I'm like, you remember, every time we're going to do this, you, you know, like this is the thing that mitigates the problems. We don't, you know, get fucked up from it, but stuff he knows, a little inflammation, a little gassy, it's enough to want to mitigate. So with the gluten guardian, that shit vanishes. And it's not like that means now we can eat pizza every day. Pizza is not a part of our routine, but hell yeah, man, birthday parties, absolutely. We're going to do that. It's a kind of a, a good insight. And I think as an athlete, you will understand this deeply is the rituals that one's practices and you know in most ancient cultures rituals were defined and clarified but as we've kind of mosh pitted society we forget the rituals that will allow us to successfully navigate the world and i think there's a a yearning inside the human psyche to get back to more uh, ritualistic the sacred the conscious activity of Patterns of behavior that allows you to succeed and navigate the environment that you need to adapt towards. Yeah. Ritual debauchery is one too. Yeah. You know, like uh, Charles Eisenstein was a speaker at Arcadia. I was talking to you guys about our our festival we had uh, for the first time last year. And we have it again in the beginning of November. Uh, fucking 5,000 tickets this year. So highly recommend people come. We'd love to have you guys there. But Eisenstein, you know, he his... His idea, you know, in the book, The More Beautiful World Our Hearts Know Is Possible, is kind of what sprang this forward. Like, we want to create a festival that embodies that. And he spoke about this, the, 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 how festivals had been used year after year at various points was in many ways to break, to, to finally relieve ourselves of our roles in society and of the things that we had, the responsibilities, and allow us to break out of that. And you can still see it today in things like Mardi Gras, you know, you, you got the masks on and the different colors and it's wild and you're dancing and you're, it's assumed you're going to get shit-faced, you know? There'd be different festivals where the king would be in a fool of, you know? They'd dress him up like a lady and everyone would throw fucking whatever fruit at him, that kind of thing. Um, but without those things in place or with, you know, the commodification of certain things, like, hey, ho- ho- Halloween is just dressed as fucking sexy as you can and and eat shitty food, you know? Hey, <laughs> for kids, it's eat shitty food and get t- cavities. And, and for adults, it's who who's the fucking hottest person here, you know? It doesn't quite grasp what the original festival was and those were done ritually usually around equinox solstices and things of that nature to to mark different indicators in the cycles of time and also to to celebrate different things you know whether it was the the rebirth of nature in the spring or or the you know changing and heading into the cold winter you know you celebrate the final harvest in the fall yeah i'm a foodie and i went to europe for three weeks this early in the summer i ate what everything i wanted and I still lost weight. You know, and a lot of that too, like let's get to the, one of the most fundamental things. Calories in, calories out. The laws of thermodynamics apply to everyone. So if you are going to eat more food, you can burn it off and not gain any body fat. So again, it's another mitigation strategy. If you're going to go eat a pizza, well, 
Maybe you fast earlier in the day. Maybe you fast the next day. Hit a BFR workout right beforehand. So all those carbohydrates go to the muscle yeah, and replenish just, the liver. There's all kinds of strategies. One of the tips that we recommend in the book is to think about calories from a weekly perspective. Every, you know, we were programmed to think about it from a daily perspective, but really what matters is, are you in a calorie deficit, maintenance, or surplus on a weekly basis? And that's really what's going to determine whether you're gaining weight, losing weight, or just maintaining. I got a question for you guys and, and specific to my old man. Um, just turned him on to BFR after I had a uh, Dr. Mike DeBoard on. Absolutely love it. It's gotten my knee pain to go away. He's 72 now, my dad. And, you know, he just did a DEXA scan after so long. He'd gained three pounds of lean muscle, lost three pounds of fat. So, you know, nothing to write home about, but still a, uh, an edge in the positive direction. I said, well, tell me about your diet. And he said that he was doing a lot of intermittent fasting, like daily intermittent fasting. And, and my thought, you know, from traditional bodybuilding would be to, you know, if you want to reset your metabolism, do a fasting mimicking diet or one day a week, do a 24-hour fast. But then on the rest of the days, especially while you're lifting, even if it's BFR or not, eat enough protein, eat enough carbohydrates to actually stimulate muscle gain. And by building muscle first, that will allow for easier fat loss later. Is that generally a concept that still stands today or is that some old, old news bullshit? No, that's hundred percent. So again, when you, when you eat about 30 grams of protein with let's say three grams of leucine, there's an mTOR activation, which is one of the most anabolic things. So when you're doing intermittent fasting, there's just a massive percentage of the day where you're just not anabolic. So if somebody wants to build muscle, I mean, four meals a day is probably enough. You know, old school bodybuilding, some guys would do six meals and we're friends with some pro bodybuilders that have to do that because they have to eat so much. But Every two hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and, I, when I was at ASU, eating was a fucking second job. It wasn't fun. Like I, I no. you know, and I was eating dog shit. I didn't know much about it, but yeah, I would do a dozen Krispy Kreme after two pizzas <laughs> and uh and a pint of heavy cream to wash down the glazed donuts. You know, like I just couldn't get enough to 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 gain weight. I could never top. I was playing D-line. I couldn't get to 270, 268 is where I maxed out. Huh. No matter how many calories I got in. It but, gets harder and harder cuz your your metabolism's actually getting faster and faster as you're gaining weight. So, we're friends with Ben Pakulski. Oh yeah, um, he's a good buddy. Yeah, and he told me like the hardest thing in bodybuilding was eating enough food. Like the training, yeah, it's a little bit hard. Dieting was a little bit hard, but off season was was brutal. And that one of the big key aspects of success is you know how well you're actually digesting, absorbing, and utilizing the food that you're consuming. So there's a big myth in all of the nutrition books, which is that if I put it's and the assumption is that whatever I put into my mouth converts completely into the useful building blocks or energy units. And your state of your gut biome is probably the long-term factor in your dietary success. There's always going to be genetic predispositions, but there's way more genes in your bacteria cultures than you have you know, inside your body. I think it's what, 22,000 genes in the human genome and it's like 3 million or whatever in your microbiome and, and they interact. And so we live in this symbiotic relationship and, you know, our digestive system requires enzymes, hydrochloric acid, and probiotics in the right amounts relative to the diet. So if you looked at, say, Matt's microbiome, he's on a ketogenic diet, and my microbiome, even though we're advocating a lot of the same principles, we have completely diverse microbiomes because of the dietary regimens that we've been following for decades. And without understanding that and the relationship between your microbiome and your genes, your predisposed 
you know, aspects of your biology, you know, you're really throwing darts at, in, a, in a dark room at a dartboard. Yeah. And just to wrap up on the fast thing, you know, Peter Atia and Tim Ferriss talked about how they've lost lean muscle mass doing a lot of intermittent fasting. And again, a lot of people don't have good genes for fasting, specifically people that tend to have Mediterranean genes. Because you think about, again, I've been to Greece. So this would be like from Weston A. Price, the more equatorial types. Yeah. That yeah. didn't go through harsh winters, that didn't yeah. have a large game, exactly. but had, you know, warmer, you know, carbohydrates were available year round. You mm -hmm. didn't experience a cold winter, that kind of thing, right? Olive trees, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, Wade and I are both have Northern European genetics. So our ancestors had to survive cold, long, hard winters. So for me, I thrive on fasting. I mean, I've been doing a lot of five-day fasts this year and it's working like magic, but other people, their heart rate will go up, their HRV will crash, they feel horrible. So again, even fasting, which is being touted as a, an incredible thing, is not for everyone. Yeah, we also, unfortunately, we also gain body fat easily because that's a preservation aspect. And I think a lot of people in the modern world haven't recognized, and bodybuilders figured this out, you know, we're not supposed to have excessive amounts of muscle mass or super low levels of cosmetically appealing body fat levels. And bodybuilders, you know, push that to the limit of, you know, overriding millions of years of genetic predispositions through training methods, dietary methods, hormone manipulation, etc. And some of that technology can be applied if you understand where you fit within the spectrum of your own genetic uh, potential. And just to give proper praise here, Wade competed at 50 years old, won a bodybuilding show in California, and then competed at the Natural Mr. Olympia in Las Vegas at 50, and then ran a marathon six months later. So Beast mode. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just great evidence that with the right strategies, you can do these things. Yeah, and again, one of the things that we talk about is five main goals. And so obviously... The goal of competing at the Natural Mr. Olympia, you know, so I'm not augmented by TRT or any of the supplementation, and I'm not against those things, that, but those are the rules that you're following. Just like you can't bring an axe to a UFC fight. Okay. So it's, it's, you <laughs> know, good, good example. Right? Because <laughs> uh, it's that much of an advantage, let's be clear. <laughs> yeah, okay. Up. And then, but switching gears to go run a marathon six months later with no... I hadn't, like, I hadn't ran since I was a teenager. So it's literally 35 years of no endurance training, no background. I could easily make that transition and, you know, run a marathon in four hours. And, you know, I was surprised. I, I didn't know if I could do it. I tried it. But my dietary strategy, my training strategy all changed uh, to, to that goal. So you might, maybe, Matt, you might want to talk about some of the different outcome goals because that's a big part of the directional aspect. I, I please do. And I think it's uh, just to frame it it's incredibly important to understand where you want to go because a lot of people understand like in their mind, they're like, well, I want to lose, I want to lose fat. And then some other guys are like, I'm young. I want to gain muscle. And there's, you know, some, some people that have been around the block, you know, maybe they followed the zealot or somebody and they've done, they've done their own experimentation where they, they find that they can have goals that kind of combine them. Or like my dad, he needs to lose fat, but he also wants to gain muscle and be stronger at the same time. Is there an order to that? How does that arc look from periodization? You know? So I think, I think the outcome goals are, are, incredibly important because it's not, that also changes, you know, if it's not one size fits all and it's individual, cool, but it's also beyond that. It's based on your individual goals in concert to all the other things you have going on, microbiome, genetics, et cetera. Exactly. Just to wrap up on, on Wade's story, 
you know, we have a whole chapter on the psychological side. And Wade has the psychological profile of a rebel. So for him, when he's creating contrarian goals like competing on a plant-based diet, doing it at 50 and then doing a marathon, it's incredibly motivating for him. And that's that what that's what propels him. So the psychological side, knowing how your brain works, knowing how to create the structure that's going to maximize your dopamine is really important. So back to goals. So there's five epic goals and we kind of divided the book that way. So first there's muscle building, there's fat loss. I mean, there's almost 200 pages of, of chapters on fat loss. I think it's the best fat loss book that's ever been done. Again, it's like a book within the book. Athletic performance, peak athletic performance. I did train some pro athletes, including some fighters back in the day. Cognitive performance, which for me is obviously critical because I'm a CEO. We have 140 employees. And then longevity, you know, living a high quality lifestyle or lifespan and really maximizing the lifespan, which Wade and I are both getting at the age where that's critical. So one of the things about goals is, and I learned this as a trainer, is you want to always have a sequence of goals. So with clients, and I kept almost all my clients until I either sold the companies or moved, I would always, before they hit their goal, I said their goal was weight loss, and I can see they're maybe 10, 10 pounds away, we would create another goal. Because we, because we, the neuroscience has proven that when you reach your goal, your dopamine drops, right? Well, it's you, it's you, the journey that's driving the dopamine. You see that with the guy who wins an Olympic gold medal. Oh, yeah. It's like, there's a fucking flat line. Male yep. or women wins a win, first gold medal. It's like, well, what now? Right? So that's like, obviously, you know, high-end, you know, version of that. But it still matters. Like, if you win a gold medal, you're kind of fucked after that if you don't have something else that you're looking forward to. You always need something else. You always need a goal. And it's the same thing in business. I mean, I have a, a lot of friends that have sold their companies and a lot of them get depressed until they get that next goal lined up. So, you know. Tim, Tim Grover mm -hmm. uh, identifies that with his high performers like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant. He, he talks about how literally they're celebrating the championship and then, you know, they're whispering in his ear where they're, you know, the champagne's flowing. He's like, what's next? And those are like on the extreme dopamine driven like you know level of how they stayed motivated for years even though they have all the success in the world and then of course you can take that too far too and there's all sorts of consequences i would just finish the arnold uh documentary and he kind of talks about some of the consequences of you know being so hyper focused for so long and how that impacted his family life and some of the yeah decisions. tiger woods you know like yeah. his dad being such a, a focal point and driving him to the point at which, you know, there's issues, right? Like I know several, I'm say I'm on here, I'll tell you after, but like someone else who's on Tiger Woods level, best in sport, lots of dad issues. <laughs> like So like having that, especially for parents out there, like, yeah, you can push your kid and they may turn out to do that, but you know, they're, they're, you create some problems there. And especially if it's self-driven as well, because if you can't enjoy what's happening either, then, then, then there's a pitfall there, right? If nothing's ever good enough, if, if, you, if you can never you know, quench your thirst. Yeah. We have a whole chapter on the emotional side because, you know, I've got the wiring of an alcoholic, started drinking when I was 12, you know, crashed and burned at 32. I've been, uh, you know, I haven't drank alcohol now in 14 years. So a lot of that was driven by trauma. And of course, I see it all the time. And I know all three of us, I don't know you super well, but I know we've all done a lot of emotional work, processing work. And 
again, knowing people that have food issues, including clients, most of that was driven by trauma. You know, it, the food can absolutely be used as a drug. I mean, when you eat a Krispy Kreme, which has fat and sugar, your brain has a heroin-like response. Like if you, if you do a brain scan, it lights up like as if you did heroin. You get more serotonin, you get more dopamine. So again, food can be extremely addictive. So again, for people that have, say, food issues or emotional eaters or stress eaters, if they can do the emotional work and process a lot of that trauma, and EFT is an incredible tool for that, um, mm-hmm. emotional freedom tapping, that's one of my favorite tools. And there's a lot of good literature showing that it reduces cravings very quickly and people are more successful with their weight loss. So the emotional side is another big part of the picture. Do you guys dive into EFT in the book? Because mm-hmm. it's something, you know, I, I got, I think Ricola was one of the first guys I looked at long before he was one of the dirty dozen, you know, mm-hmm. in 2020. Yes. Uh, he was fantastic. He was one of the first guys talking about the sprint eight workout, high intensity interval training. First guy to bring up, you know, not one of the first, but, but one of the first guys to really dive deeper into ketogenic diets, fasting, how you mirror those two for, for benefits, if that's something you wanted to do. And um, I've learned a lot from him, but he was, he had a whole article on tapping that was really phenomenal. And what I've found is that it's not something that I'm always conscious of unless there's a problem, you know, and then through tapping via the, the various chakras or meridian points, I can start to work through something. So if I have a bad meal, you know, if I'm out to eat and it's not sitting right, I can start to go up through the chain and actually get my body to release that energy and it'll work through whatever I ate a little easier. Uh, if I'm in a, in a, in between a rock and a hard place in a ceremony with plant medicine, tapping can be hugely beneficial, you know, and it's something I'll just intuitively just start doing, you know, I'm, I'm, my mind still might be in outer space thinking about something else, but I just find exactly where it needs to go. And mm-hmm. then I can start to move and process that energy. Yeah. It's incredibly effective at shifting your nervous system from sympathetic to parasympathetic. So the axiom of healing, like every healing modality, basically the process is you re-experience the pain or you're experiencing pain. And if you can shift your nervous system from sympathetic to parasympathetic, you will be able to process that. And I was a definitely a disbeliever or a, I was not convinced when I first saw EFT, but then there's a device that you, you can buy and you can pass it over your, your skin, different points. And then when you're on a meridian, the, it'll actually tell you. So there's an electrical difference. And you just by tapping that, again, you're, you're just shifting that nervous system over. So I use it, you know, anytime I have anything hit me emotionally, that's uncomfortable. I just process it. I, I don't want to, accum- I've just, I've spent too much time, energy, money, processing traumas. I don't want to accumulate new fresh. Yeah, you're not ones, holding right? on to fucking baggage. No, yeah. No. If I, I won't do it like in the face of it, you know, if, if my amazing wife brings something to my attention <laughs> and kind of catches me off guard mm-hmm. and it's triggering, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vocal tone right in front of her face right then. I'm not going to just go, ah, but, but if I'm alone, if I'm on a walk and I need to process something big, that's one of the ways that I'll, you know, through vagal toning, we'll drop back in to parasympathetic and move that energy out. Just very simple. Ah, or om, like mm-hmm. these chanting, you know, they've been done for many thousands of years is one, another great way to mm-hmm. kind of tune the tuning fork back to some harmony. I love oming. Yeah. I think you're creating mental vigilance around not just your diet, but your psycho-emotional state is a really key aspect and an underestimated aspect of success long-term. We have a pyramid of nutritional decisions, like what are the foundational components moving up through that to consider as you go to a diet. For example, at the, the base of that pyramid, we talk about the cultural and spiritual beliefs. So 
I have a wide ranging um, array of friends and clients from around the world with different cultures. Some are Hindu and will not eat meat under any condition. I have a lot of Islamic friends that go through, you know, the Ramadan of, of fasting, and et cetera, et cetera. So recognizing that even though maybe from a genetic perspective, that might be suboptimal, socially or culturally, that's an important part of who you are as a human. So how do you mitigate the suboptimal aspects while still engaging in what's culturally or spiritually important to you? And I, I haven't seen anybody address that issue. Matt talked on the psychological and emotional aspects. Like, for example, I'm an emotional eater, right? Like, you know, if, I, if I'm stressed out or feeling emotional, I want to binge, right? And so when I have the tendency to binge or feel that urge to eat more than I'm supposed to, I go, oh, okay, what am I not processing here? What's bugging me? Why am I kind of like checking out psychologically and going on this, you know, food binge. And I, I can put calories, we have a calories per minute uh, regulation and I, I can really hit those high RPMs like a sports car. So being mindful of that, using things like tapping, creating space in order that I, I can process, you know, like getting away from the machines and all the inputs to say, okay, what am I feeling? What's bugging me? Why am I having this tendency? And then using the, the tactics, which we identify of how you can mitigate these and then preemptively recognize them when they come up in the future. Yeah, and then from there, it's the, the five goals, which your goals completely shape your diet, right? Again, if you're trying to build muscle mass or gain weight, you're going to get a calorie surplus. If it's weight loss, if it's an athlete, I always tend to recommend try to stay at maintenance because you want to try to improve your performance. Get to final form, like figure out what your optimal body fat percentage is going to be for your sport. And that differs quite a bit. You know, jockeys, horse jockeys actually have the lowest body fats, which is interesting versus a linesman, which, you know, they want the padding. So figuring that out, get to final form and then eat at maintenance because your goal should be to try to focus on improving your skill sets, right? In maximum workout performance, maximum game time performance. And then after that, it's your calories and macros, again, which is shifted or shaped by your goals. And then you got nutrigenomics which is another tweak, which I, I, we strongly recommend everybody gets a nutrigenomic test. We're going to be offering one really soon. Cool. From their gut biome, a gut biome test is another useful tool. Because again, people have certain probiotic cultures that allow them to thrive on certain types of foods and they might struggle to eat other types of foods. So gut biome is another powerful tool. Then another tool is food sensitivities and allergies. Now allergies, obviously people are you know, avoid those, but there, some people have certain nutritional sensitivities and we, we have an entire chapter on that. Have you guys found with that? Cause they, they, you know, I, I've kind of gone back and forth on the fence with that, that mm -hmm. if you had something like leaky gut syndrome and foods aren't getting through and you're not taking mass iams, you're not breaking them down completely. Something like egg that doesn't make its way all down to the peptide or amino acid form gets through the system, it's going to be attacked and it's going to be registered as mm -hmm. food intolerance, food insensitivity to egg. When really it's leaky gut syndrome that's causing a whole host of insensitivities to show up. How do you differentiate what's going on there? Yeah, no, it's a great question. And we have a whole section talking about leaky gut. And I've gone through that for a while. I thought dairy protein was bad for me because I would, my feet would kind of blow up and I'd just kind of get some allergic reactions. And then we built a product called Microbiome Breakthrough. 
and we have a lab and the head of the lab, she has a PhD in, in bacteria. It's the best product we've ever tested, not just ours, but others for forming biofilm. So what you want to do to fix leaky gut is essentially seal the gut and that's called biofilm. So microbiome breakthrough is phenomenal for that. When I started taking that, I've been it's able out to- out now? Yeah, it's been out for a while. We'll send you some. It's awesome. By the way, when you end the fast, that's the best way to end the fast. Yeah, if you come back, you know, a lot of people when they end a fast, they get kind of that explosiveness <laughs> on the toilet <laughs> when they start. Some turbulence. Yeah, microbiome breakthrough will correct that. Yeah, because when you fast for multiple days, you know, bacteria have about a 48-hour lifespan. So a lot of the cultures will start dying or drying out. So that's when we start eating food, even if it's, well, bone broth's a really good option because again, that'll help seal the gut. And we, we have some bone broth in the microbiome breakthrough, but you really want to, again, seal the gut. And it's such a great opportunity to repopulate it with good strains. So microbiome breakthrough is great for that. But after that, I've been able to eat dairy, have some ice cream once in a while, and I don't have any of the issues that I used to have. So you're, you're correct on that. One of, one of the items on the pyramid of nutritional decisions is supplements. And so we believe in strategic supplementation. And what does that mean? Well, you're going to take supplements based on your suboptimal genetics. Like, do I methylate this particular vitamin? So for example, as a vegetarian, I have to be very conscious of my B6, B12. Um, I metabolize vitamin C really well. So I don't need as much vitamin C as someone else who might need an excessive amount. Um, essential fatty acids. I, I have to be very conscientious of my essential fatty acids. I use uh, lipolytic enzymes because I'm suboptimal in fat metabolism. Matt developed a product to address that as you know one of our early ketogenic versus vegetarian fights. It's Capex? <laughs> yeah, that's Capex. And so when you understand, because a lot of people say, well, supplements don't work. And then other people are like, oh, all supplements work. Well, no, the right supplement at the right quality for the right goal with the right person, that's the combination. So a lot of people can eliminate the giant supplement shelf and get, you know, half a dozen of really targeted specific supplements that's perfect for them that allows them to kind of transcend their genetic limitations or to optimize for some, you know, externalized goal. And then the tip of the pyramid is lifestyle, which this is where a lot of people fall apart. They get on a diet, only 3% of people succeed long-term, right? They, they do the work, they lose the weight, but they're essentially doing something that's unsustainable. Like there's, there's no way psychologically that they can keep going with that. So there's a whole chapter on that. And he, here's something interesting about lifestyle and main, maintaining things. It only requires about like 20% of the mental energy to maintain something that it does to build it. And that's true for muscle mass, for fat loss, even exercise. There was research done where to maintain lean muscle mass, you only need about a third of the volume. So again, building it is a lot more energy than maintaining it. And then of course, you still need mental vigilance. Wade touched on that earlier. And even myself, there was times where I lost weight, I really got in shape and then just lost that mental vigilance, whether I'm going to see my parents and I gained 10 pounds or whatever. But now I've been able to, again, enjoy life, you know, go to, go to Europe for three weeks, eat Italian food, do the whole nine yards and come back at the same weight or lose weight. And it's just understanding all these nuances. So, Yeah, that's massive. I think a lot of people would enjoy being able to go to Europe, eat whatever the fuck they want and come back having lost weight. Yeah, but that's, you, you can't eat however there. much you're, you want. You're, you're, you're right, exactly. But, 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 you know, being selective either via the, the, the totals of it or at least having, like I gained 
14 pounds in three days eating uh, crepes in Paris. Back, we, were on a, we were on a tour for the troops and um, the volcano went off in Sweden or Switzerland. So all air traffic was grounded and we were on a tour bus and they're like, look, we're going to take you to the U.S. Embassy in Paris just because they want to see you. And it wasn't on the schedule, but we can go there and we know you're not going to fuck off as opposed to going to Amsterdam. We'd really have to watch you and have you on a tight leash. So we go there. And I remember looking at the guys and I was like, I'm going to eat a crepe at every crepe stand I see when I get in there. And and I had no idea that there'd be like one right across the street from another, like every five seconds I'd be passing one. So I did that for a while. And, you know, with the gluten swelling, yeah, I swelled up real quick. It was like 14 pounds of water weight and a little bloating, but it was worth it. You know, it was hilarious. It was made for a good story. Lots of Nutella. Yeah. yeah. And we talk about alarms because, you know, back to mental vigilance, having alarms is such a great tactic. Yeah. One of the ways that I was able to maintain, you know, an ideal body fat is I used uh, a classic bodybuilding technique is where you get below your suboptimal level of diet. In other words, let's say I would like to be at 185 pounds, you know, at, you know, 10% body fat. I'll push myself down to maybe 8% into the one, you know, low 170s and then allow myself to recoil up to as much as maybe 190. So my range is going to be between 175 and 190. Usually, you know, at my body weight, it's, it's, I top out at 10 pounds. If I hit that top end where I go to 190, the alarm bell goes off and says, okay, you're losing sight of the patterns. You're having a few too many indulgences and it's time to dial it back down till I get to my optimal level. So the mid-range point is a key element. And a lot of people, when they diet, they go to what they think is their ideal weight. But I'm suggesting go below that and then advocate the reverse dieting strategy so that you can hit your optimal weight. And then once you have that down, then you can start having these variants where you can do all kinds of experiments like you know crepes in France or you know extended periods of fast or some other aspects that you want to explore on the impact of diet and, and how it affects your physiology or your consciousness. I've never heard anyone talk about that before, but it's, it's brilliant. It's actually something I've been doing for quite some time since fighting ended is I would, you know, have a period of time where I was going to be powerlifting and I was training with Jesse Burdick. I got up to 238. I didn't want to be above 240. You know, that was where my alarm went off. You know, I was like, I don't, 240, I kind of feel the old injuries, just too much to carry. And I can't run if I want to run. And then I dropped down to like 216 for a half marathon with my wife, you know, and I'd feel really good there doing a trail half marathon and kind of went back and forth. I did a, uh, an ultra at 238, you know, and, oh, and wow. I was like, that, that was like, <laughs> that was, that was no joke in Zion. Um, but you know, really playing with that, I kind of oscillate where 222, 225 is my ideal ish. And I might drop down to 218 and then back up to 230, but I let the alarm go off at 230 now because anything past that won't translate in jujitsu. I can still run, I can still jog at that weight, but I can't, you know, I'll gas too quickly on the mats, you know, so yep. thinking of it that way, those, that's kind of where I got my parameters for me right now. And, um, and I feel really good. The truth is I feel really good everywhere in between there. You know, I've got a little bit more muscle mass at 230, uh, you know, probably a little slower, you know, in boxing and things like that. But as I drop, I got a lot of speed. I have a little less power, you know, and it, it all of it feels good, but it just constantly keeps me, um, you know, there, there's, it's like having uh, bumpers, you know, in, in, in bowling. I got these bumper lanes set. So if I get a little too far to the left, it bounces me back to the middle, you know? Um, we have a concept that we um, 
advocate in our company, and it is, it's, a, it's a pyramid we call aesthetics, performance, and health. Most people get into you know, a dietary regimen out of cosmetics. They're looking for aesthetic appeal. As we move through the middle stages of life, you've got career, family, maybe you're an athlete who have you know, specific goals. You're really a performance person. And I encourage people to think like an athlete. Think of their life of how do I perform at the best for my family, for my work, for my community, whatever those interests are, and recognize the importance of a performance-based diet. If you're waking up tired every day, you're not optimizing your performance. If you don't have the energy to sustain uh, you know, endurance-type items, whether that's being at work for a long period of time, picking up the kids and all that sort of stuff, you have to recognize is that your diet's suboptimal to perform in your role as a father or mother inside or taking care of elderly patients. And so that's the importance of that. And then ultimately, it all falls back to the base, which is your health. As we get older, older, degeneration is a part of the human condition. But we can optimize that, even maybe stall it, and now with technology, reverse some of that damage for at least for a period of time, looking at the long-term game. And almost everybody, I mean, obviously, you know, fighting in a cage is a performance, but it's not really that healthy. And I would say all sports is not really healthy. Having a family is probably not that healthy, you know, as far as you don't want to be a perfect uh, specimen, but I think you want yeah, to- you're going to lose sleep for three years. You know, yeah. you have a number of, number of knocks against your stress levels through the roof. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, having a, the perfect life is not the goal. It's to mitigate the challenges of life because the pain trains come, you know, stopping at everybody's uh, life uh, inevitably. But health helps you maintain resilience during the challenging periods of life, including aging or, you know, areas of life where you get really put to the, to the test from the stress that's going to happen to everybody in life. And just to tie that back to goals, you know, what Wade outlined is a great kind of life vision, right? We both got into bodybuilding as teenagers because we felt weak. We wanted to attract women, all that stuff, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Right at 13. We, we, we yeah. thought that was the solution to everything. <laughs> yeah. And pump some iron. Yeah. And then again, in my 20s, I got more, I got really deep into mixed martial arts and hand-to-hand combat. And, you know, that was, that was more, again, the athletic performance side. Then I've shifted now into more cognitive performance because entrepreneur CEOs are really mental athletes. And as Wade said, now we're shifting into aging, anti-aging, you know, trying to live as long as possible. My goal is 170. So I've just wired my brain constantly to always have the next thing, as I mentioned earlier. And, you know, no matter what age you are, I think building a vision for what your life's going to look like and be like is really important. I, I like, I like that you're, you're probably the first healthy person that I've seen say you wanted to live past 150. I don't want to name names, but you know, there's a lot of biohackers and dorks out there who say they're going to live to 150. And you're like, dude, you might not make it to fucking 90 with that body. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just not working. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you guys, you guys clearly walk the walk. You guys look phenomenal. You know, the shit inside and out. And I think the, the bridge that you guys are making for people is such an important one. I first noticed it just through the product lineup. I was like, you got Vegizymes because a lot of people, you know, they go plant-based. And I've done this before uh, for ayahuasca dietas, you know, where I'm eating vast majority of my calories are coming in from plants. And I need assistance in breaking those down. You know, if I'm not, I see like, you know, leaves coming out in my, in my shit. Like I am yep. not breaking down the lettuce. I'm not breaking down some of these things without it. Um, and even for somebody like me who does you know, more of a polar style, does well with high fats, 
if I jump, you know, from a, um, you know, moderately say 50, 50, where I'm doing meat and potatoes or lots of starches, lots of carbohydrates in a, in a heavy performance setting. And I say, cool, now I'm gonna hit my keto reset diet for three weeks. And I immediately shift gears to 80, 20 fat to, to protein and carbohydrates. That's I, I'm gonna get the runs pretty fucking quick, unless I'm taking something like Capex. that's going to help me absorb all that. Uh, we do a five day fasting mimicking diet right here at the farm every year in January. You know, we, we, uh, but we, we, we live on the marketing of everyone's New Year's change, right? So people right. want to hit the reset button. We call it full temple reset. And um, the fast is a part of a physical reset, but also a mental, emotional, and spiritual one. Uh, put them through a lot of Kelly Sturette and Aaron Alexander's mobility. We do sauna and ice bath every day. And then Eric Godsey, who's a Jungian analyst, breaks down Jungian symbology, dream interpretation, which translates very well to altered states and plant medicine work. Um, and it's the full temple, you know, and then we finish with a sound healing. But I have... Capex on fucking hand for everybody because a lot of these people have never done any form of fasting in their life before. And I'm giving them a, you know, medical keto shake once a day. So they're on a 23 and a half hour fast and then they get a thousand calories of fat with you know, a little <laughs> bit more carbohydrates for the ladies and the men. But yeah, like, like a lot of people complain about that until we started including those enzymes. Boom, diarrhea goes away and instantly. And you're like, now, now you're absorbing it, right? When you have diarrhea on a fast like that and it's fasting mimicking, not a true water fast. You're just shitting out all the calories, the, the little bit of calories you would have had, you know, and had available right then. And, uh, and it's a big complaint too, for people that switch to just a ketogenic diet, you know, not quite as hardcore as, as a water fast or fasting mimicking, they run into those issues. Like I'm just shitting everything out. I'm cramping. I don't, I'm not holding enough electrolytes. And, and I think there's, there are certain key things that we can do. Like you said, when you supplement intelligently that matter also, you know, there still is this fallacy. And we talked about this the last time you were on the podcast, Wade. A lot of people think that our modern food supply is healthy enough to supply all of our vitamins and minerals and nutrients. And that's just not the case. And, you know, you dove deep into the science on magnesium and how that's degraded, you know, in, in stages throughout, you know, modern monocrop culture and, and, and farming. And uh, that's one that we all need. There's just no two ways about it. Yeah. Orthomolecular nutrition developed by Abram Hoffer, Dr. David Hawkins, and two-time Nobel Prize winner uh, Linus Pauling. Where they applied it first to psychology of using super saturated levels of nutrition to deal advanced states of mental illness. And that spawned orthomolecular nutrition and its application. People can Google all that information. Some amazing stuff. But talking about the diarrhea aspect, especially when someone's making a radical dietary change or taking super physiological dosages of a particular element, called breaking the GI barrier. It's one of the ways that you can also strategically hit your threshold for supplementation. And we have strategies. There's a nutritional supplement book where we talk about that, Matt. Maybe you want to clarify that with this book, we've got 875 documented scientific periodicals or journal entries that were actually where the science is there. But we've also provided some additional things so that when you get to those decisions around supplements or diets of what things you can offset, you want to talk about that, Matt? So, so the initial draft of the book <laughs> yeah. was a thousand pages. Yeah. And then I'm like, well, I you guys are like, check, he's got fucking yeah. six volumes in a workbook coming yeah, out yeah. at the end of the year. So <laughs> we're aspiring. We're not like check. I mean, he's, he's at the top of the mountain. So, but anyways, we decided, hey, let's pull out because the supplement chapter just kept growing and we covered like every kind of supplement, every every goal, not just our stuff. So we pulled that out. And when you buy the ultimate nutrition system, you get a 215 page supplement book. And we actually 
did a summary of the eight of every single scientific reference, all 875. So people get a PDF of that. So if you really want to nerd out on the science, you can dive into that. But just to wrap up on diarrhea, I'm telling you, microbiome breakthrough, you know, because sometimes it happens to me, it has not filled yet. I just do three scoops, 500 milliliters of water, drink that. It's over every single time. And so when people come off the fast, I would definitely recommend uh, throwing that. You well, know, let me see if I'm up. missing anything because, you know, like I feel like I, you guys have been a long time sponsor of the show and I've been a fan of yours for, I mean, a lot longer than, than, than since, you know, we joined forces on the podcast. I think it was Paul Check that introduced us and I love Paul for setting me up not only with great podcast guests, but also helping me with like-minded companies that are, that are doing the good work in the world, you know, um, mass science, HCL breakthrough, uh, sleep breakthrough, which is pretty, pretty new to the game. It's my wife's absolute favorite fucking thing you guys make. She's optimized her sleep for the first time since having wolf. So it's been three, like three years in change wow. and now she's sleeping very well. Um, and just a quick comment on that. We've, we're getting a lot of testimonials from mothers about how, you know, sometimes they have to wake up. I've got a 17 month old daughter as well. So they feel so much better with sleep breakthrough and it's the glycine. You know, the, the data on glycine shows that even when you're not getting enough sleep, you feel, you know, a, a lot better. So and I, I love yeah, that. You're talking about an amino acid, right? So like, there's no grogginess from this. And that's the thing that she was really tentative on. She could knock herself out, but if she got woken up early or in the middle of the night, she was fucked the next day. There's no coffee to dig her out of that hole. Now she sleeps fine. If, if she's up at five, I mean, yeah, she feels it, but she does feel quite a bit better, you know, and, and, and sleep is markedly improved. Um, magnesium breakthrough, which we've, we've, we've discussed in the seven forms of magnesium that go into that, that make it really a unique one of a kind product that stands up on its own. Uh, you know, we were out here with the, with the farm guys and Fox, you know, our, our animal manager said that's his favorite thing by far. Um, what am I missing? You know, gluten guardian, what am I missing? Cause this microbiome breakthrough, I'm, I'm scratching my head here going, how the fuck did I not know this thing existed? Yeah. I take the P3OM re religiously, especially, you know, if we were eating bad, bad food, I want that got to go in there and do work, keep the immune system strong. Yeah. We've got a, we're working on some incredible stuff. Uh, we've been doing a lot of experiments. I'll, I'll share something too cool. That's cool about KPEX. So everybody's freaking out about seed oils, right? Now the science of seed oils, what's bad about them is something called malvialdehyde or MDA. And if you look at the research, it is mutagenic. Okay. But here's the cool part. We did the experiments with KPEX we can break that down into fatty acids. So if somebody's going to, again, eat seed oils. What if they, sorry to jump yeah, in on you. What ahead. if they've been, um, you know, eating generally clean, but they eat out all the time. So they're eating seed oils all the time effectively because sure. they're eating out. And there's, I can count on one hand how many restaurants in Austin cook without seed oils. Uh, I think Saladino says that it could take four or five years for those omega-6s to clear the body. So are you saying but that Apex can, can go in and fucking... We break those down. You, so you break down... Even those that are already in the tissue that's well, not no, like if, in if, the meal type, right? But No, in the meal. If they're in the tissue, that's another story. Okay. So I'm talking about with the food, you would okay. take it and you can break the, the fats down, the maldialdehyde. So yeah, you know, again, like we feel we've built and from a digestion perspective. And as Wade said, you know, it's not just eating good food. It's, you got to break it down. It's got to cross the intestinal tract and then get assimilated as either muscle tissue, energy, et cetera. We have the, the products that can deal with, again, there's no evil foods, but just deal with foods that are suboptimal, whether it's a pizza, Krispy Kreme diet or seed oils. Um, we're working on 
something we're just tentatively call it man stacks. It's a whole sort of a hormonal optimization uh, system, including uh, penis optimizer. <laughs> so we're That's working the name on, of it? No, no, it's just it's just the working titles. <laughs> that would been great. But we're working on all that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it, it, it's popular amongst the, the, the bio tribe testers, <laughs> the, the people that are experimenting. I'll just, yeah, we got, it. we got some Hollywood heavyweights that literally, uh, will call me and say, send me more. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite effective. We have a, a new product for women coming out called cycle care. So it's designed to take when they have their periods or on their PMS, uh, symptoms. We have a, here's a product you probably haven't tried. It's, it's relatively new called stress guardian. Took five caps this morning. I mean, you take that with, let's say, one cap of magnesium breakthrough. I mean, nuclear bombs could be going off next to you, and you're like, hey, "It's cool." So, yeah, it's a phenomenal well, that product. Should be a, that should be something included in all the prep talk. You know, all these, <laughs> yeah, all yeah. these preppers. Comes you know, with your mask. <laughs> yeah, Mike Glover. He wrote a uh, uh, prepared and um, phenomenal dude. You know, uh, uh, former serviceman. I think Green Beret. Uh, his buddies with Tim Kennedy and a lot of mutual friends. You know, he talks about the psychology. In that, you know, like how, like you could, you can train for various things, but you know, if you're great at sauna and and you freak out in a cold tub, you, you odds, odds are you need to spend some time in the cold tub. You know, if, if loud bangs make you fucking go into a little shell, you should probably go to the gun range and hear some bangs going off so you can get accustomed to that. But that is cool. You know, if you could stay, you know, in your, in your quiet center through the eye of the storm, that sounds pretty cool. So I like the stress breakthrough magnesium combo for the, yeah. for the apocalypse time. <laughs> and then we have a whole nootropics line. We have, I think we're up to 15 different formulas. So we got something for basically everyone That's with there. Nootopia, correct? When correct. You guys, when you guys partnered with them, who's the name of the guy? Uh, Mark Effinger. Mark Mr. Effinger. Nudes. Yeah, he came on fucking gut-wrenching story, but just a brilliant, brilliant human. Yeah, yeah he's a great guy. Uh, absolutely the best nootropics formulator I've ever met, we've ever met. Mad so, scientist, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, we're like my favorite thing in all of this is running experiments. So we have 20 full time people in our lab. We have a lab in Bosnia and Europe. And like every week, every Tuesday, I mean, every week we're probably running 20 to 30 experiments. So we're, you know, we've reformulated mass lines. Mass lines 5.0 is about 30% stronger than the last one. So you, you'll be getting some of that soon, or it's, it's actually out right now. Yeah, we reformulated all the enzymes, Capex as well. So all the enzymes are stronger. We're working on a new version of Mag Breakthrough. We think it'll be 50 to 100% better. Damn. We've created a new magnesium that's never been done before, so we're going to patent that. So, yeah. I mean, we're just trying to push the innovation. I mean, our goal is to create best-in-class products. Our goal is to be at least twice as good as the second best and then just prove it with the science and the data. I love it. And you got, you know, the the, uh, the cost you know, is, is something that you guys have always done such a great job on. I, I had a lot of, uh, discount codes that are 20%, you know, and, and this isn't poo-pooing on my other sponsors, but so a lot of, some people will be like, oh, it's only 10%. And I'm like, dude, they're, they, these guys have very low cost considering the, the efficacy of their product. And like the 10% is yeah, fuck yeah. Like, but it, it didn't cost a lot to begin with. Understand that I've worked in the supplement game, you know, they're not raking it in from a, from a cost perspective. Uh, there was a product for a, for a company I used to work for that cost us six bucks and we sold for 90. Wow. You know, oh. that was the margin on that, you know, mm -hmm. and it happened, didn't happen initially, but over time with the success of that, that's what it was. So, mm -hmm. uh, I'm aware of that shit, you know, and you guys are coming in at, at a fucking great price right from the get go. And you guys have a lot of the bundle support and things like that, that make people when they know what they want, like me, I can buy in bulk and just know that I'm not going to run out of that. 
but I'm also, that's not going to go to waste. It's going to get used at some point in time, considering I got four people that are, that are into it in the house. Yeah. And everything that we do is backed by our 365 day money back guarantee. And why do we do that? Is it because we think the products don't work? No, we have a product for just about everybody in our whole suite. But someone may not have chosen the product that's going to work specifically for him. So the book is designed to help you determine what products might be right for you in addition to your diet. But the guarantee makes sure that if you're putting your money towards bioptimizers, if for whatever reason that didn't work out for you, one of our customer concierge agents will help you address where you might have gone wrong, suggest another product, send it out to you, you know, to take care of that issue, or we'll just give you your money back no questions asked so that you can reinvest that capital into what might be the right supplement for you, whether it's from us or for someone else, because we really respect the fact, hey, times and economics are real for most people. If you're going to spend your hard-earned money, 40, 50, 100 bucks, 200 bucks, whatever that is that you're going to deploy towards your health, you want to make sure that you're getting the value for it because there's nothing more expensive than a product that doesn't work for you. And our refund rate is around 1% which is way, way, way below average. So yeah, products rock. So yeah, people want the book and it's not just the book. So we spent a weekend in the Hollywood Hills filming the entire book. So you guys doing we, videos we, for we, chapter by we chapter? Filmed, talk talk yeah. a bit about that. Yeah, we literally filmed for, for a week. So we filmed, you know, essentially all the content. So people prefer, again, a video format. A lot of people prefer that. Um, again, you go to ultimatenutritionsystem.com forward slash Kyle. What's your discount code? Is it Kyle? Kingsboo, usually all, King. all caps, K-I-N-G-S-B-U, but we can use Kyle. Okay, we'll do Kings. Well, we'll do Kingsboo. We'll, we'll, we'll get it set up for by the time the podcast set up. So ultimatenutritionsystem.com forward slash Kingsboo. Um, again, you can get the whole package, including the video course. You're going to get the hard copy of the book, which we'll ship to you. You're going to get the supplement book, three different cookbooks. So we have a carnivore cookbook, a plant-based cookbook, a paleo cookbook. That's included. Uh, just an incredible value. So check that out. And of course, bioptimizers.com for all the supplements. Well, where can people follow you guys? You guys on Instagram, Twitter, any of that shit? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm <laughs> poking around here in between trying to, trying to avoid the shit like I am. I have my, yeah, my, my um, wife um, runs the Instagram and I'll, I'll, I'll throw something on Twitter and, and occasionally catch myself wasting 20 minutes of my time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll do what? a story of my cats or something like that once in a while, but yeah, no, Matt Gallant, uh, on Instagram. Yeah. And you can just reach all of, you know, just put in by optimizers on Instagram and you can find all our information and content. We're very content heavy and we're about to take it to the next level too. So content wise, yeah, we're revamp our social media. I mean, just so much content in this book that we'll probably be able to create a thousand or 2000 little tactical things that people can implement in their lives. Very fucking cool. Well, I've, I've loved you guys up until this point, and I'm, I'm super excited to be on the squad with you and to see everything that you've guys been working on that's about to come to fruition. It seems like you got a lot of seeds in the ground that are about to flower. So thank you. My hat's off to you. I appreciate the good work that you guys are doing, and I'm stoked. Thanks for guys for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having Th- us. Thanks for having us. Yeah.